0: Welcome to Shaylee and Katie's Lemonade Stand. We're trying to figure out how to do this thing, the mom thing, the entrepreneur thing, while trying to turn all the lemons into lemonade.
1: And figuring out how to grow our own little lemonade stands we've started. But metaphorically. Metaphorically, yeah, they get it. I'm Shaylee Murphy, an interior designer and mom of one with one on the way. And
0: I'm Katie Day, a photographer and mom of four. Bailey, before I use FreshBooks Cloud Accounting, you want to know how I would remind someone that they still needed to pay me? I'm afraid you just say, pay me. Step one, I'd feel really anxious <laughs> and I'd have to turn on like Eye of the Tiger. Uh-huh. And then I'd write down an email or a text and I'd be all like, hey! I know you're super busy. So I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but now I literally just click set up auto reminders and I don't even know that they're happening. And the person like pays you, right? Yeah, I have so much more money now. You're not asking them,
1: FreshBooks is asking them. Guys FreshBooks helps you avoid having that awkward talk with your client about past due payments. FreshBooks automates the late payment email reminder so you can spend less time chasing down payments and more time working your magic. FreshBooks is offering a 30-day unrestricted free trial to all of our listeners, and to claim it, you just go to freshbooks.com SK and enter and Katie in the How Did You Hear About Us section. FreshBooks.
0: <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Shaylee, I want to tell you about the two Katie Days in my life. Oh, oh, okay. Weekday Katie Day and weekend Katie Day. Now, weekend Katie Day, she just leisurely (laughs) does chores and she preps. And she does it so slowly that she actually enjoys them. Food prep, she plans. She pops in a podcast. She pours herself a little bevy. (laughs) Now, weekday Katie, she ain't got time for that. Oh, I've seen, no. I've seen weekday, Katie. Mm-mm-mm. No, I've decided that Monday through Friday, I do not ever want to guess what's for dinner ever again. There's yeah. too much else going on. Yeah. That is weekend Katie's job. I agree. I agree. Katie, it's nice
1: to meet you. I'll, I'll be here on the weekend, okay. but not to help. I'll just watch. Dish is a meal planning service that offers gluten-free and paleo meals, and every week you'll get an email with a grocery list and prep head instructions so that all of your meals are ready to go for the whole week with no guesswork needed. Try it out for free for two weeks and visit PrepDish.com slash SK. Dish PrepDish, Weekday you will thank weekend you. And your family will probably thank you as well. Welcome back! <laughs> <laughs> to Season 8, Shailie Shailie and Katie's, Katie's Lemonade Stand. stand.
0: That was um, a weird way to intro it. Mm-hmm. Guys, we are so glad you're here. Thanks for taking this moment while you're folding laundry to pour yourself, pour yourself an audio glass of audio lemonade. Mm. Hopefully. <laughs> Into your ear. Um, this is actually really relevant, this episode, because there was a lot of lemons. I'm going to talk about the stevia I added. Okay. That's a whole okay. dirty joke. <laughs> Actually, you can't even have Stevie on so. all <laughs> 30 Joke's on you. <laughs> Everyone is healthy. Oh, man. Um, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about child care. I'm um, excited. And my journey of no child care to the point of homeschooling. I thought you were going to say no child left behind. To no child left behind. To all my children left behind in <laughs> buildings <laughs> that I'm not in. Um, <sighs> the reason that this is an entire episode is because, to me, it feels like a really dramatic change. Um, it I'm, is a dramatic. It change. is. I mean, it's a big. It's a big change. Um, I'm going to talk a bit about a bit about my mental health, um, and I'm going to talk about some of the fears I had with childcare and whether or not it has been a good decision and just kind of like how I have made some of these choices. Whether it's going well. Um, if you're someone who's interested in or swears they never would, as I did, um, it at least would be a good perspective. Just another take on what it's like now that I'm using childcare. Um, and, yeah, I'm just going to get into the details here in a bit. Cool. Okay. It's cool. I'm excited. Okay. And this episode is brought to you by <gasps> Slouchy, slouchy cardigans. cardigans. You have to sing it like a jingle. Slouchy Cardigans are my favorite thing in the entire world. Okay.
1: They're so cozy. I, I like them as well. This time of year just begs for them. It's the winter,
0: by the way. It's the winter. If you're listening from the future. It's
1: officially like 19 degrees this morning, so it's yes.
0: time. Uh, we need some taglines from Slouchy Cardigans. Okay. Uh, incorporated okay slouchy cardigans
1: is this a spring dress slouchy cardigan
0: now it's winter now it's winter Uh, slouchy cardigan what's my body look like who's to say (laughs) I'm just gonna go ahead and drape this Uh, problem solved
1: panty lines (laughs) slouchy cardigan
0: (laughs) slouchy cardigan it's like a snuggie but it's okay for some reason it's appropriate to wear in public yeah just flip it the other way if you want it to be a blanket (laughs) Uh, thanks slouchy cardigans thanks Pick one up at com slash... Slash <laughs> we don't have anything oh, that's right. okay. 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 Uh, we just have our one on Craigslist. Um, <laughs> okay, so I want to talk about, uh, just in case this is your first episode, uh, I just want to take you through my past real quickly. Okay? Oh, okay.
1: This should be loaded.
0: Um, and I have mentioned before that there's probably a difference between the technical term of mompreneur and uh, Creative entrepreneur. And creative entrepreneur who happens to be a mom. Because Shailene and I actually both quit our day jobs and worked for ourselves before we ever became moms. Mm -hmm. Um, And the only reason I bring that up is because... (laughs) We're not taking anything away from those who are
1: moms and then develop a creative career. Right. It's actually,
0: it's kind of interesting because I almost think like those people got the mom thing down... Like, I'm envious of those people. They got it down so much that they were like, I could probably throw in a job here. I could juggle a career on the side. Yeah, and versus I was, like, doing a full-time job and almost, like, I made a (laughs) joke that the kid became my side hustle. (laughs) I can work from home. Right. Let's throw a kid in there. Right, exactly. And it is a weird way. It's a different angle to come at it because (laughs) you were already at home. So it wasn't this, like, oh, we got to figure out how life is like now that I'm home all day with the kid. It was like, I'm home all day. Now let's throw a kid in it that sleeps a lot. Oh, they're waking up a lot. Oh, they're a toddler. It's like I look back <laughs> and I'm like, I see how it progressed really slowly. Mm-hmm. Um, I made a joke, <laughs> or not? It's not a joke. It's actually a metaphor. Okay. Um, the how to boil a frog thing. Have you heard that? <laughs> no, but I feel like Peta's not going to be happy about <laughs> it. Well, don't don't do it for real. Okay. Um, if you want to boil a frog. You don't just boil a pot of water and throw a frog in it because it will hop out. It'll be like, that water is ridiculously oh, that's hot. That's really sad. No, <laughs> single, no frog could live in that water, you fool. What you do is, <laughs> metaphorically, metaphorically, you put a frog into cold water
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you put it on the burner. And as the water gets a little bit hotter, it will adjust its body temperature. Mm. And it's like adapt me in a hot tub. It uh uh-huh. and then it'll get a little hotter and pretty soon it's boiling and the frog doesn't even realize that they're boiling to death before they're dead i'm the frog Shaylee. right <laughs> so what happened was i'm the frog what happened was is dying i was in cold water on a stovetop called uh-huh. running my own photography business at home by myself okay and then I had a little newborn. I mean, honestly, before I had a newborn, I would have wedding seasons that were ridiculous. Like, right. You they did like 30-some weddings. In like a summer. Like no
1: Saturdays off. <laughs> was, and sometimes that, That's were, more than no Saturdays off because there's only 52 weeks a year. I know. And there, so was, uh, like there was a
0: lot of Friday, Saturday uh, weddings. Uh, there was one point where it was like May 1st to, I want to say, uh, November 1st. It was every Saturday, if not Friday, Saturday. Have you ever done two weddings on one day? No.
1: Because I, I did full day packages. Like eight but, hours, yeah. But I would
0: do one on Friday, drive four hours the next morning. Oh. And do one. It was silly. It was silliness. So the water was maybe a little bit warm. And then I had this newborn, and the water got a little bit warmer. And then I had her brother, and I got a little bit warmer. And at no point, like it was a non thought to even consider childcare. I think I was even, if anything, I was like, well, that's not a choice. Not I mean, only
1: was it not a thought, you were like, let's, like, I'll just not even send my kid to school when she turns
0: school age. <laughs> well, yeah. So then so then <laughs> it got a little hotter. Um, had a third kid, got a little hotter. And I will say there's a natural break in the winter. And I think if there hadn't been a winter, I would have realized it sooner. Right. Um, but you don't do a lot of photos in the winter. So it would be, like, just enough time. To reset like, okay. and be like, oh, well, no, this is fine. I love this. It turned the temperature down just a Barely, little bit. So yeah, a relief. Dead. Relief. And then um I had my third kid, and the time by the time I got my third kid, uh, I will also say, you are the company you keep. And the company I was keeping was all homeschooling. <laughs> and um I thought in my brain, like, not only is childcare not an option, but this my really good friends that are really good moms are gonna homeschool, and so that became my like golden rule standard. The model of what's yes. the best
1: option. And
0: would be. If I don't homeschool, when am I going to see my kid? Because I work every weekend. Mm. And they go to, if they go to school during the week, so the only way to actually make this whole thing tick is to homeschool because I'm never going to see one of my kids. That's silly. Right. That's ridiculous. So the water got a little bit hotter because now I had the full responsibility of teaching my kid to read, <laughs> you know, right. um, as well as this business. And the water was starting to boil, um, and then I got surprise pregnant with my fourth kid. Okay. So mm. to go back, um, anyway, I decided to hop out. <laughs> <laughs> the Katie frog leapt out of that boiling water. She was like, I don't care that you slowly heated it up.
1: My legs still work. I just to now realized what
0: happened. And I'm going to go ahead and hop out before I die. Um, but I'm very lethargic because <laughs> I'm very tired from eight years of hot water. Um, <laughs> That's that to a good say, metaphor. thank you. That to say, it seems really obvious now, but I just need you to join me. If you're someone who's in the boiling water right now and isn't quite realizing it, um, just try to join me and have a little empathy for what seems really obvious now and wasn't so obvious then. But one other thing I'm going to just throw out there, and if you're a psychologist and you actually know these terms, I'm not a doctor. I'm just <laughs> guessing at this, and I Google a lot. We're just going to give people advice. <laughs> <clears throat> well, and, and honestly, none of this is advice. No. This, this is just, is just Katie's my story. story. Um, but... We had um, guest Madison Hedlund on and she talked about trauma therapy and I researched it afterwards. She talks about if you go through something, it'd be really, really helpful to go through trauma therapy because if you don't, you're probably making a lot of decisions in reaction to the trauma you went through without ever realizing it. And the fact is, I started my parenting journey with loss. The very first time I got pregnant, I lost the baby at 10 weeks. And I, that was traumatic. I mean, no matter how, there's no way to, to go around. I had a good mm-hmm. attitude or I tried, you know, I read all the books and I got through it and that's all fine, but it was still trauma mm-hmm. that I refused to deal with because I'm a positive person and I did get pregnant again. So it never really, it's like it never happened, you know, um, coupled with that, my sister and sister-in-law all had the same date, due date as me. And so I was watching their pregnancies with the timeline mm-hmm. of like loss, like I was just surrounded by loss um, my parenting journey. So probably in hindsight, there was probably some stuff to deal with that I didn't really deal with. I just kind of right. swept Physically it Physically and mentally. Yeah, totally. You're going through it. And, and in my like problem-solving uh, manner, I was like, well, as soon as I get pregnant again, I don't have to deal with that loss anymore. But the truth is, when you start your parenting journey with loss, there was a lot of stuff I would be thinking that I know now is not healthy. Mm-hmm. Like I was going to say, like what? Like, oh, her nursery looks so cute it's going to be really sad when she dies and I have to deal with her nursery, you know? Like, it's going to be mm. sad to have to put all this stuff away or maybe I'll just lock the door. Like, I would think through really... Like, what am I going to do when my yeah, baby dies? exactly. Like, as if that was uh. the, the standard. And then, like, and I remember even saying, like, I can't picture the part where I take her home yet. I can't picture... Oh man, do we name her Callie? Because I always wanted a daughter named Callie. Or should I make if sure I she's? If I name gonna... her that now, yeah, I'm, I'm using the name, right? And is she, it, am I going to waste it when she dies? Like these are uh, some of the really yeah. horrible thoughts I'd have. And I don't think you necessarily have to begin your pregnancy with loss to think that way. I know a lot of people who are terrified of SIDS. I was like a huge. I could not sleep. Like I had to be checking on her breathing constantly, 100 percent of the time, and. Because I, I just couldn't believe I even got to take her home. Mm. I just can't, you know, and so there's no way she's gonna make it till six months. So it's like each each checkpoint was this like, oh, okay, we made it past that. Yeah. And it was just very, very uh anxiety producing way to live. But I think it did root from, well, I started with loss. So uh, you know, is this pregnancy gonna make it past 10 weeks? Okay, is it gonna make it past 20 weeks? <gasps> Should we name her? Should we whatever? So it's just, you know, stressful. And then I do think I made a lot of decisions based on that. Well, first of all, I'm really grateful for this pregnancy. So I'm going to keep this baby next to me 100% of the time because <laughs> I got a baby. Like, that's, right. that's amazing. And obviously it wrecks your world in this, the best possible way. And I was obsessed with my daughter in a healthy way. Um, and you don't want to miss any of the firsts and all. That happens in a healthy way too. But I do think there's this undercurrent of because it is 100% up to me to keep this baby alive. And if I put her in someone else's care. It was mama bear. Yeah, it was my, it's my fault that something might happen to her. And so the only people who watched my first baby were grandma's and aunt's, period. And never once did she, like, leave anyone's care. And it was honestly, usually Jared. So if I went to go do a photo shoot, it was Jared. Um, so I don't know... I, I don't know. Could I have gone through that differently? I'm not sure. It's like hindsight's 2020 20 kind of thing. Did I know completely that that's what was happening? No, I'm not really sure. But I just knew that in my mind, child care was not a choice. It didn't even occur to me. And my mom would say things like, you know, even if you did like a mother's day out program, just a couple hours a week, that might give you some time to go grocery shopping and be able to like read and recipes while you're there, and think through stuff. And I'm like, she doesn't understand. That doesn't apply to me. Right. Like none right. of this applies to me. Um, and so, if you're there, if you're in that uh, mode, I just I have nothing but empathy for you. I mean, I think I went to the gym once when she was one year old, and the whole time I did the workout, I was thinking of her in the childcare room, and I like worked through it, and I never went back. Like, it was just very, very <laughs> stressful. Um, that's you're describing, I didn't have the same
1: start with the loss. Right. But you're describing a lot of Opal's first year as well. Yeah. Where it was a, like grandma's, Jonathan, and that's me. It, right? And then I eventually, when she was like almost a year old, had a mommy's little helper that came, but I wouldn't leave the house. Right. <laughs> so I'd be like, exactly. well, in no world am I leaving the house right. with someone. Yes. Yes. But I'll work in this other room.
0: So nothing but, you know, empathy there. And I know everyone, every mom, the first time you take them to childcare, regardless, it's emotional for everyone because it's just a, you know, no, it's a big deal. Not everyone. Not you? Not my sister. Ah. She told me
1: the first time <laughs> she dropped her off, it which she was leaving her with, a stay-at-home mom that was watching her in-house. But I remember her telling me, <laughs> Chelsea, I remember her telling me, I walked away and everyone asked me if I cried and I didn't know what to say because I closed the door behind me and a little smile broke out. <laughs> a little smile broke out over my face. Oh, I and I her. thought, I shouldn't be smiling. <laughs> that's hilarious. My sister's, she would tell you that for herself.
0: Yes, that's She's hilarious. Uh, but yeah, but also like, it's an intense responsibility that you didn't have on one day and the Next day you did. And it's it's a human life. It's going to mess with you in some way, shape, or form into your psyche, whether or not you started with loss or not. We all handle it different ways. But I do think there was probably some trauma I never dealt with. The uh, thoughts. That maybe I could have. Yeah. And so just to kind of walk you through that, right now, or uh, let's say before. Okay. I had no child care. I was still trying to act like nothing about my business had changed. I was trying to fit in. I would guess... Probably 25 hours of work at home with all the kids.
1: <laughs> you had all the kids at this point. Uh,
0: or yeah, three. like, a, three. you know, like, um, well, in, even, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. uh huh, yep. And my biggest pain points, I would say, practically speaking, um, would be housework, because when you're working on your computer and you have children inside your house, they are getting out things that you are not picking up, (laughs) period. (laughs) Or, you know, if you are trying to run and answer an email you just heard an alert for, you might leave a dish, and then that will pile up by the end of the day. Um, So housework was a big pain point for me because I didn't feel like I could ever keep up with it when there was kids in my house. The second I changed to work mode, it felt like that was just immediately out of control, Um, which led me to a big pain point in my marriage. My husband's very tidy. He'd come home and, you know, just you could kind of feel the tension of like, ah, okay, well, this isn't that, you know, whatever. <laughs> this you is know, what we're working with. Right. And, um, and not just the tidiness. Like marriage in general, if we are handing off kids to each other, we aren't. And you know what I mean? We're becoming each other's childcare versus, you know, the marriage. <laughs> Good. You're home so I can leave. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> and then another thing that's just like a practical thought is like, oh, man, that errand would be a lot easier by myself. And mm-hmm. I never got to run errands by myself ever. Period. It's amazing Every, how a
1: lone trip to the grocery store can just do a soul good.
0: Yeah, or even like go to the gynecologist for all of my billions <laughs> of pregnancies. I had kids with me a hundred percent of the time. Never once have I ever gone to the gynecologist alone ever. Mine doesn't so, let
1: people. Let I kids wish back that there. was real. It's like a um, rule. That was
0: not true for me. Um, and then the other thing I would just say is just clarity of thought. Can I? think through, uh, you know, whatever business thing I'm trying to conjure up. Can I, like, write this email with the amount of intention I need it to? Mm-hmm. Or is it just like, oh, well, that's due, so, you know, whatever. Jot it off. So those are the big pain points. And the breaking point, the boiling water, um, would have been when I was homeschooling my daughter through kindergarten and then became surprise pregnant uh, with my fourth kid. Mm. Is this still sustainable? Um <laughs> while trying to run a business, and then the actual thing that pushed me to five days, because I was just going to do two days, was... Um, wait, wait,
1: okay, wait. So you got to the, the boiling point, literally. The boiling point. You found out you were pregnant while you were trying to homeschool, and just, yes. just parent two other kids. So you had three kids at home. One mm-hmm. was in school. You got surprised pregnant. Well, yeah, she wasn't in school, but I was
0: schooling, yeah, I was schooling her. Well, right, right.
1: In school as far as at
0: I got home. surprised fourth pregnant. And then you were like, something has to change. Something has to change. That okay. was the very first one, and I decided I'm going to go to I'm going to put Callie in public school, and I'm going to do two days a week of Nora and Emerson in preschool. And then I found out I was pregnant. <laughs> oh, yeah. so you had already gotten yes, to the point that of like something point. has to change. Right. That's <laughs> and then it was and like then, uh, you're right, you're having another kid. And then <laughs> I did, yeah, exactly. And then I decided, um, well, I kind of do want to stay home for the first year that I'm nursing with Sadie. So whatever, well, I'll send the first, I'll send the oldest to school. And I'll send Emerson to preschool. So two will be in school, and I'll have two at home with me every day. And I'll just do that for one more year. And whether that was the right choice or not, that's what I was willing to make at that point. Right, right. So, Which was still a big step. Right. Um, and meanwhile, she'd get random texts from Shaylee. Like, okay, we still have to pump these podcasts out every single <laughs> week for the rest of our life. For I'm 70, fine. 75 fine. consecutive weeks. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I just want to take a little bit of a tangent to say, why did I homeschool? Okay, here's the thing. I could not have told you this at the time but i and i was honestly wrestling with it. i ask people all the time i can't decide if i'm doing this for this reason or this reason i believe that there are two really big driving forces that that cause people to homeschool number 1 is a passion for homeschooling mm-hmm. <laughs> and a passion for education and a passion for watching your kid light up and coupled with that is a little bit of privilege. You don't have to work typically. Right. And so you get to do that. We can so, survive on one income and yes. this is how I'm choosing to spend my time. Exactly. And I feel really passionate about it. That doesn't mean there's not hard days. It just means that it roots into a, like a positive why. Like I want to do this. I have a desire to do this.
1: Something in me yes. is being fulfilled right, by homeschooling these kids myself.
0: There's also a motivating factor, which is fear. Um... I am afraid if I send my kids to school, they will die <laughs> or, or they will become drug addicts or, or they will be taught
1: something that I don't agree with and I won't be able to like change right. by parents. Right. I will lose control. I will have it. to give right, my right, control. Right.
0: Um, and maybe there's a little bit of both and maybe that's fine. I think there's fear in a lot of decisions we make that's not like an overcoming fear. I buckle my seatbelt because I'm a little bit scared that someone's going to sideswipe me. But I couldn't tell you at the time because I'm so easy. I, I so easily convince myself. That I'm passionate about something because I research it and I get really excited. I could not tell you at the time if it was fear versus passion. It's only now in hindsight, knowing that it was very much fear, like a lot of fear, like ninety percent fear, really? rooting down to okay. like the rooting down to that trauma thing of like, okay. well. And let me tell you, there's a big difference because it's hard either way. But if you're basing it on passion, you say, "Ah, oh, this is hard, but I can't believe I get the privilege to educate my kids." That's like a regular struggle, right? If you're, if it's 80% fear, then the hard days are, this is hard, but it's up to me to keep them alive. So I'm this scared. is a choice. Yeah. I'm that scared. equals anxiety and depression. Like that's where I was living. Yeah. Um, because I don't really have a choice. It's, I mean, if I, what do I do with public school? She'll die. Like, she'll you know literally I mean? die. And then you so turn on the news like, and you're like, see? See? Exactly. exactly. So it's, one kid
1: at that one school.
0: But I don't terrible. think I knew that at the time. And I do think I could bounce between the two because we'd have a good day where I'm like, see? This was a miracle. We read all the Little House books and all these good <laughs> things. And then the next day she didn't want to read. And I'm going, okay, I can't. T- oh, gosh, I'm no good at this, but she'll die. You know what She'll I mean? Die. It just like I well, swing. You'll hear all of the
1: like now with the internet too. Mm-hmm. There's like horror stories out there. Oh yeah, about like this one school had this one mm-hmm. kid that this one thing happened to this one time, and you're like out of literally the millions of right. kids in in public school. But there's still horrible stories, and they can still happen. Mm-hmm. But you can't live your life yes bound by fear because. Right. It's handicapping.
0: But I will say, I did so much research on homeschool, I think it's awesome. And I think that if you have the privilege and ability and desire and We're passion... We're big homeschool fans to here. Do, we really are. And I don't I don't, don't, even know that I won't ever homeschool again. I just would not have so much uh, other business things <laughs> on my plate and at the time. And you're renewing a house now. Yeah. So, anyway, um, I just wanted to kind of throw that out there, like... The why behind everything is just, it's going to motivate you completely differently. And it's going to either end in hope or it's going to end in depression. And mine was a depression time for me. The latter. Um, Okay, so I sent Callie to school, which was shaky and terrifying. And the first day I bawled my eyes out and I thought, well, this is fine for now. We'll try this for a few months, but I'm probably going to bail on it. How did Callie do? Callie was nervous the first couple days uh and then she thrived did she go through the whole what are you guys doing at home having fun a little bit yeah. while i'm there um okay and then the other fear i had is i i still saw her a lot <laughs> i saw her a lot <laughs> like three o'clock is you know it's not all day and weekends are long and you know there's a lot of time that i got to see her so i you know i kind of had to get over like seeing her 100 percent of the time just seeing her you know whatever um 60% of the time? I don't know, 80? There's still a lot of time. <laughs> and um, so here's the things I had to get over. I had to get over the fear of not being with them slash protecting them every second of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, two, with child care, with paid child care, there is a financial fear. There is, you know, every right. minute that she's gone, that's something. That costs something. Fear and pressure. Yeah, it is. Um Number three, having to share my kids. I didn't realize that was true, but I kind of like to hoard my kids. I want all the memories. When they come home with like a funny story that I'm not there for, I'm like, oh, I wasn't there for that. (laughs) Your class took you to see Santa this year? (laughs) Right. You got pictures already? Okay. You sent out (laughs) Christmas cards for our family? (laughs) Um, Number four, and this is a big one, being in control. I did not know how much of a control freak I was until I became a parent. Is like well, that's the (laughs) discipline strategy I want to have. Oh, you're not doing that discipline strategy? Well, that's a bummer. Um, Number five, the practical application of having to have everyone ready every single day and be to a certain location at a certain time every day. That was a big fear of mine because for eight years we didn't go anywhere. (laughs) You wore jammies. We wore jammies. Um, And number six, a big fear is everything I did with Callie, I have to do with Sadie, or it will seem unfair, or it'll seem like I'm over it.
1: Ooh, I don't wanna, oh, I don't want oh I'm having a second kid and I already am feeling bad that I don't have as many bump pictures of <laughs> right. this one. Because I'm like, I feel like my body's done it before. Right. And it's like too big of a bump to be like flaunting mm-hmm. for yeah. this phase. Exactly. But you're right. I felt like guilt for an unborn child. Right. Not exactly. having bump pictures, which no kid cares about.
0: <laughs> so here's how um, these have panned out. So now I just want to tell you. Okay. This is what the action I took. I was going to go two days a week. After, Callie, or after Sadie turned one-year-old. Um, because we picked a house that is a fixer upper and because of all of our pre-discussions, where Jared would say, well, this works for me, but I don't think it works for you because you have to be home. With well, this four house, kids. Well, this house would work for me, but it wouldn't work for you because you have to be home. Where would you go every day? Yeah, I don't know. Where would you go? I don't know. Oh, I could just decide for this weird year that we're mm-hmm. renovating a house to choose the 5 day week option at the same school that they were going to go to. Which what childcare does is they kind of like... They batch it. they like a, it's bulk like a drug, drug dealer when they're like, the first taste is
1: free. They're like, yeah, they batch it to where you're like, so it's this much money for two days a week and for
0: five more Barely dollars, more.
1: Right. <laughs> you can send them five days a week. Okay. It is true. Particularly
0: at this school, I was like, five days is almost four days, which is only barely. <laughs> Basically three days? Right. Which is a way, like, yeah. So you're two days penalizing the most expensive. me. You're right. <laughs> penalizing me for two days a week. Exactly. Um, and so the thing that made me feel good was just even hearing the director say well just try it for three months and then you can go down to two if you want and i was like oh the freedom of like i'm still a parent right i am so <laughs> dramatic in my brain that i'm like whatever i do with Callie in kindergarten is what i'm gonna do forever you right know what I and mean? with like, every I single adapt one ever again even though i don't even know what it's like to be a mom of four while I'm making this decision i don't even know where we're gonna live like come on so let's just try this for three months okay spoiler it's been three months and it's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> so, okay. So, so, so just to okay. Re- regroup. Okay. So Callie's in school full time. Callie's in school, you know what I mean. Full time. Yeah. Well. Till three. Full school time. And sh- and Emerson's in school. Kindergarten and second grade. And so I have two littles that are not school age. That are going to school for free. The other two are in public school. So the two. Oldest. The two littles um, are in childcare for five hours, five days a week. Monday through Friday. Okay. Okay. So the getting over the fear. Okay. So how I got over the fear of not being with them, protecting them every single day of the second. Number one, I tried it and then they thrived.
1: <laughs> and that's um, intense going from literally nothing. Never putting yes. a kid
0: in childcare to
1: putting your new baby who's about a year old in another child. Well,
0: I got to ease into it with Callie being in first grade. In and first so that grade. was kind of my first thing. But still, you went mm-hmm. from no paid child care yeah. to five days I know, a week. It's five crazy. hours a day. What's going on with me? I don't know. Um, you know what's going on? With me is jumping out of the boiling water. Like it's, it was not sustainable. I couldn't get back. And in You're it. like all oh, at one time out, out, uh, out, out, out. I hopped out. is what happened. <laughs> truly. Um, so Callie obviously thrived. She thrived with the schedule. Um, but here's what I was. I would suggest if there's if you're someone listening that's going okay, but I'm really scared. Like I'm not kidding. I was very very scared. I'm in the boiling water. Um, I'm definitely dying. But I'm scared to jump out. But I'm so scared. Um, the first time ever I did this with Callie ever. Is I signed her up for that theater camp, which was only for two hours, and the very first time that I did it, I sat across the street. Oh, Katie, at a coffee shop for two hours. Because okay. you were like, I just I know they're gonna call me, so I just need to be here. I don't know what it be was, close. just proximity. Like that is as far as I'm willing to go today. And what I would say is just that's fine. Do that. How old was she Do when that you did that. Uh, Five. Five. Okay. Um. So try that. That's fine. Um. Another thing that helped is I was in a homeschool co-op where I was volunteering, but I couldn't be with all of my kids because they were all in different groups, but we were all in the same building. Uh, okay. But I'd be like, oh, weird. Emerson and Nora, who I couldn't see, were fine when I picked them up Two hours later, not only were they fine, they wouldn't even come with me when I called them because right. they were so busy. they having were having fun. a blast, or I'm in Callie's room as the homeschool parent, and she does not need me like, truly, right. like I'm watching her parenting other people's kids, yes, because she's doing she her is thing. Great, like it's if anything, I'm hindering her because when she saw me, she was like, ma'am, I don't, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> um, so that was really helpful to me to like get to ease into that a little bit. Number two, the financial fear. Um, I had to get really mathy. Um, and calculate the per hour. I mean, I I did so much.
1: We did wrong the first time. Which I did wrong the first
0: time. It's actually way more affordable. Um, But one thing that I did was how much does it cost? This helps me because I'm an entrepreneur and it may not be relevant to what you're doing, but like how much will it actually cost grand total at the end of the year? Mm -hmm. And then within FreshBooks, you can set a financial goal. So I typed that in. And the second my net worth for the year went above that, immediately I was like, oh. "So I like, so already built whole-
1: enough clients to cover my childcare for the whole exactly year. Yeah.
0: Um, but and also, just, to just buy to throw, that in half. Yeah, just to throw this
1: out, Mara brought this up to Katie Nine; at Blue yes. minds. As the women, this is our um, soapbox as close as we'll get to like. I know we're really not that real touchy yeah. on the on the feminine strength thing. We we are strong feminine. Yeah. people. we don't have to talk about it though. Yeah, but we don't talk about it. Okay, um, so what? Mara said, which is awesome, is you're not not solely responsible for the child care because technically the child has two parents. Right. (laughs) Both parents are working. So therefore, the husband should be responsible for 50% of the child care burden and you should be responsible for the other 50% of the child care burden. So when you're deciding, like, am I doing enough to make it worth it to have them in child care, technically divide it by two and then it just takes... The pressure, of but load.
0: also I get it because you're coming from zero childcare, right? And because if your you husband's like, money.
1: but one option is I work and you stay home, so right. that'd be. So I get both sides of that, but that's just kind of a creative my sister way of was like, I it. don't
0: even understand what you just said because she went immediately back to work. Like she's like, never in my mind would it be like on me to pay for childcare. She's like, that's ridiculous. I'm like, I get it unless mm-hmm. you were providing free childcare for Katie eight years. and I have the same sister, also. <laughs> that's true. <gasps> Not really. We're, we're sisters. sisters. Oh my God. It's <gasps> just, just a movie. We're
1: going to be um, a Hallmark movie this fall.
0: <laughs> it's called Sisters. They did a podcast sister. for
1: three years and found out they were sisters.
0: <laughs> um, anyway. Okay. So then having to share. Okay. So how I overcame that? Um, share your kids with others. Yeah. And just share the time. Like, mm. I don't get as much time with them during yeah. the day. I have created so many traditions. <laughs> Katie's Before...
1: already that mother-in-law you don't want. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's true. Just kidding. Um, look out, Emerson's Our wife. Our
1: mother-in-laws are great. Yeah, but Emerson's wife, <laughs> Good
0: luck. Um, <laughs> Cre- I'm going to be a mother-in-law too. Oh my gosh, oh. Uh I only have one though. I only have Wait, one daughter Wait, you're a mother-in-law In-law too. Emerson's wife.
1: But aren't you also a mother-in-law to whoever your daughter marries?
0: Well, I know, but don't you think it's worse for the lady? I think my brain just thought, oh, maybe one mother in law. <laughs> right. No, wait, no, you'll have one, one daughter in law. Okay. Um, okay. Whew, hang with us. So, <laughs> having to share. Okay, so creating traditions before or after school that are extremely meaningful to me. For example, um, this is so, so funny, but I told my husband, I go, I want to be the type of person that my kid's bus driver thinks I am. And he said, What does that mean? <laughs> and I said, oh. I said, There's this really peaceful moment. Like, the the littles don't go to school as long as the bigs. So <laughs> there's this little peaceful moment where they're inside the house. Um, Sadie's down for a nap, and Nora's just chilling out, winding down. Sometimes she walks with me, sometimes she doesn't. Where I walk to the end of our really long drive. We have five acres. It's tree-lined, and it's really pretty. It's beautiful. Um, so I walk to the bus stop at the end of the street, and the bus driver pulls up, and the kids get off the bus, and I go, Hey, kids! And I go, You guys want some hot cocoa? <laughs> really I say,
1: are you carrying like a wicker basket with napkins <laughs> and they and give a me gingham? these big
0: hugs and i squeeze them so tight because i haven't seen them for eight hours and then we walk well seven hours i guess and then we walk back in and we kick a little uh you know pine cone that fell off the tree and then we decide do we want to go this direction or this direction and we go inside and we have an after school snack and we'll read a book or we'll do their homework i'm like talk about going from homeschooling to not homeschooling if they bring home homework i'm like I was made for this. We are going to ace this homework. We are going to ace this homework. Yes. We're going to read this book. And we have, like, even if it only lasts a half hour, even if it lasts, you know, a full hour, like a very quality debrief about the day that is super intentional where my phone is nowhere near us. Mm-hmm. And it is all about them and their brain and, and what's going on. And um, it's it's great. And it's this nice moment because Jared's gone for 10 hours. And I'm only gone for five hours and it's a weirdly different amount of time. <laughs> like it's really very, very different. Yeah. Jared has taken the kids, uh, he's like Sadie got sick and couldn't be in childcare one day. So he took him took her to his mom for the day. And therefore I didn't see her till he got back from work. And I was like, Oh, that's that longer. Felt different <laughs> you know what then. I mean? Like in my mind I rounded up as if five hours of childcare was I'd never see them again ever.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I I think that I think this would be an okay place to interject this. Totally, but I said this to Katie on this topic. I've said it to her before, but I used to look at our friend who who has her kids in childcare. She, our friend Jen, has her kids in childcare. It was like four days a week, from like nine to two or something. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking when I first had Opal, like. Like, lumping her, not thinking that that was, like, there's anything wrong with it, right. but lumping basically, like, 7.30 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. five days a week childcare with Jen doing 9 to 2, four days a week. Right. Which is so It's very, very different. different. That's 20 hours a week. That is half <laughs> of a full-time job. <laughs> right. But it felt like so much time. You just kind of round it. Yeah, yeah you that's round it up to, you, like, that's a full day, and let me tell you, you've ever dropped your child off for 3 to 4 hours to 5 hours at a preschool it's not that long no it um, is so fast even a even a full day or whatever cuz opal sometimes we'll be at preschool and then my mom picks her up and it's like a eight to or nine to five or whatever Mm -hmm. it goes so fast yes and so i think like getting over the like like adding up what is it actually yes and how many hours am i actually expecting myself to get things done right and then is that intentional time katie added up which she's probably going to go through but Mm -hmm. the hours of actual intentional time she's spending with her kids right almost feels like more even though technically
0: she's with them less i know it is very true it's so true Um, yes. And then another one, uh, being in control, I'm control freak. How did I combat that? Okay. So you just have to do some work on yourself. If you treat the world like they're not doing things your way, um, versus if you treat everyone as if they're your teacher, what can I learn from them? What can I learn from the way they do it? What's good about the way they do it? Mm. why do they do it? Oh, cause they have 25 kids to one, oh, <laughs> you know, nice. uh, Sadie does baby art projects. I never knew were possible. I say, every time I pick her up, I go, you're so much better at being a baby mom than I was. Cause I always just had him in a high chair and like, you know, or whatever we maybe would do blocks, but usually it was like, we were doing stuff with the big kids and you're she, like, she, she can paint. But, she can paint. They send home the most adorable things. They'll put like an acorn in a plastic bag with little dots of glue or not glue, uh paint. <laughs> and she and then they seal it, and she just kind of, like, moves, moves her fingers, around. and then it comes out so cool, and she's, like, having a blast. I'm like, that is so cute. And her oh. footprint has been on so many shapes of animals. It's <laughs> cracking me up. Her face was um, on a turkey, a laminated turkey, yes, the other day when I went so over the so. cake. Um, a Sadie turkey. Sadie reaches for the child care worker now, and then reaches for me when I pick her up, which I decided is the best possible mm. way to do it like she wants to be there and then she wants to go home she's not like crying because she wants to stay it's like it's delightful so she's thriving nor is thriving okay number five the practical application of having to get everyone ready every single day into a location by a certain mm-hmm. start time um seemed so daunting to me i'm realizing it's a muscle you actually get good at it or you get it becomes a non-issue. You know what I mean? Right. It's like Just like getting
1: yourself done every day sounds yes. exhausting.
0: Which honestly was weird to do it again after eight years. Like I'm like, I usually get makeup on on Tuesdays and Sundays because that's <laughs> girls group and church. And that's when I see people unless it's a, you know, a photo shoot. Um, but it's a muscle. You get good at it. Also... If you have a regular childcare thing you're going to every day, what I never realized is they stock your baby supplies. So it's not even like you're trying to, You know, there's a mental exhaustion when you're trying to pack a baby for the day. Oh my gosh, you're like, okay, well, what are they going to eat for lunch? Okay, What are they going put- to lunch? 12 diapers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> How many diapers are they going to need? When you can stock all of that at a place, like I don't even have to bring a baby bag most days because it's and then they tell it's you, like "Hey, m- we're low on this." They've done this before. So they're oh, like, yeah. "Bring us a box of diapers." Yes, exactly. And bring us a box of wipes. It is so much off your mental load that it's actually so much off my mental load that church, I like got in the car and we started to reverse and I go, "I don't have Sadie's baby backpack." You're like, I need to you, go don't, get it. "You don't have that stocked for me church?" Yeah, church, church? why don't you have it? Um, cuz okay. we're free. We're in ministry. <laughs> and then six, the idea that everything I did with Callie I have to do is say to you or it will seem unfair or like I'm over it. Yeah. Here's something interesting. When you have a first child and Ooh, I the oldest mm-hmm. and they don't go to school and they want to be home because you're home with everyone else. Right? Right. They don't want to go to school because they don't want to miss out or whatever is the general rule. Nora wants to go to school because she thinks she's a big shot. Like, right, e- right. every day, Callie and Emerson got their backpacks on last year. She's like, my an- Exactly. Where she my thinks the at. whole thing is in, that is a not it's completely different variable because that did not happen when Callie was Nora's age, period. There was no older kid going to school. There was nothing right. to draw from other than Daniel Tiger going to school. And she was like, what are they doing? And I was like, you can't. They're not even humans. <laughs> She's like, that looks like a fun place. Well, you can't because mama went through trauma. She never told me. <laughs> mama went through trauma. <laughs> I think that's a t-shirt. Yes, mama trauma. <laughs> mama trauma. Uh, um, so Nora wants to go to school. She feels like a big shot. Um, and Jared and I talked about this the other day. Watching all of my first babies' firsts, whether that's Callie or say it's luck of the draw, who's first it has yeah. nothing to do with it being Callie. It was more about me than them. It's they my. Don't it's my first experience. Yeah. It's my first parenting. It wasn't Callie's first steps. It was my. Experience of watching things. watching my own child take first steps. Obviously, the first time you go to Paris is going to be cooler than the second time. Like it's right. it's not Paris's fault. The same it's thing not. about my bum pictures. Like because yes, the first exactly. time your body builds a baby. Exactly. You're like I didn't know my body could do that, and I I've got to take a picture of this because this has never happened before. It's not that you love the child less. And oh. Kelly does not remember, <laughs> right. and she does not feel more or less loved because I, you know. Wait, will my fetus not remember? Took three three hours of video of her rolling over for the first time that you don't even know where they are I don't know where it is Um, but you know obviously I'm going to challenge myself to be intentional when Sadie's in the room it's not like I don't care about her I'm just saying that it's you don't have to necessarily it's not one size fits all because you're a different person than you were 10 years ago and you have a different number of kids and it's a different everything's different Right. You cannot just say, "Well, then I'm forced to follow through with that action I said." And years I'll ago. add to that: there's things that
1: Sadie will experience being the fourth mm-hmm. that are better and more yeah. enriching, even though maybe there's less attention on the fourth, and there's less quality time with mom and dad, Mm -hmm. and there's less one-on-one, whatever. Yes. There's also all those memories. with. She'll always have memories with siblings. She'll always be the -hmm. baby that gets a little bit more attention as the baby of three. I can speak to that. Me too. But I don't know. I think instead of looking at, like, what she's missing out on, focusing on what she's gaining by being the third is helpful.
0: Okay. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Okay. So here's some stuff. More stuff. What's changed? Okay. Okay. Number one, my mental health. Yeah. I can't even tell you. I feel like a different person. I feel like someone turned the lights on. <laughs> like oh. it's just crazy. You jumped out um, of that boiling water. I jumped over that boiling water switch. and hit the light switch. Um, I don't metaphors breaking down, but that's okay. <laughs> you got electrocuted because you're still so a wet. But you came out okay. <laughs> Thought I came out okay. My hair looks. And you very kissed a princess, volumized. and now you're back to Katie. Yes. Um, something that is completely completely true of me before I ever had kids is that location motivates me so before I had kids I found an old journal this is when we were moving I just found it mm-hmm. it was like so eye-opening to me I was journaling my first few months of working from home after working at an ad agency yeah surrounded by people me an extrovert I am like ripping myself apart I'm like I am not motivated maybe this was a huge mistake <laughs> all I do is stay home every day I know I would feel better if I would just go to a coffee shop and work and at least be around people. If I would just get up and shower and <laughs> and go out in the world and just – what if I just made it so that, like, Monday through Friday, I have to go to a coffee shop, period, the end. And then, like, three days later, I'd be like, I haven't been to a coffee shop in two weeks. I haven't gotten dressed. I did not have kids at this point. Like – I am a mess. You are a stay-at-home mom. I was a a stay-at-home mom before kids. So that is very key to me to understand. This isn't just a mom thing. This is a, I worked from home, and that was maybe never a good choice. (laughs) It's hard to be motivated when you're not leaving the house. When you're never leaving the house. And I lived in Nixa, which was also farther, and there wasn't a coffee shop. So it's Uh like a lot of parallels. (laughs) Um, I've always never lived in Springfield. We just won't quiet let her in. So I found myself saying, okay, well, this is also good because I have to get up. And shower and take my kids somewhere that's farther than ten minutes from my house. Mm, I'm not gonna go back home. You're out for the day. Yes, I'm not gonna go drive back home. That's silly. Unless I like needed to for some reason, I can do that. But I'm not going to because obviously that never worked before. (laughs) Okay, so it's good. Showering is good. Getting dressed is good. I'm gonna go buy some new clothes and maybe some fancy new boots to make myself feel (laughs) like I'm, yeah, a part of society. It's good, good, good. Number two. Clarity of thought. Oh, my gosh. When there are not kids changing your momentum 100% of the time, you're like, I had a really deep thought. I'm almost through it. and ju- Juice. I need juice. <laughs> Whatever. Diaper. I'm sorry, what? Change my diaper. Oh, laundry's done. And clarity of thought is gone. I'm learning that with five hours during the day, I can do all the heavy brain lifting
1: mm-hmm.
0: without my kids present. And then I can carry out brainless tasks. And still stay present with my kids. Mm -hmm. But I'm not trying to do both at the same time anymore. And it is delightful. And something that I've learned as as a bonus of this clarity of thought is I'm finding myself being more intentional with all aspects and not just work, although a lot of work aspects... But I have written more handwritten letters this year. <laughs> this is like my shout-out to Ash Parsons. I was like, that's really cool that she writes handwritten letters. I'm not going to write them to strangers. I'm going to start with the people I know <laughs> because I already don't do that. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, so before I reach out to the people, I don't know, I'm going to be more intentional. So for just like a small example, um, Michelle's son's first birthday, I couldn't. I had a conflict. I couldn't go to it. But Michelle and I were pregnant at the same time, and we have suit one-year-olds at the same time and it was kind of it felt like something we kind of went through together and I thought man I really wanted to go to that first birthday because for some reason it just feels like something like oh me too like we're yeah we're in that together and this is a good celebration of like you follow a friend's pregnancy closer if you're yeah, like you you're do. pregnant at the same time and just I love Michelle and I wanted I wanted to be there for her and that's one of her love languages is having people show and up just stuff she throws throwing like. out that I was there yeah
1: I mean, not important
0: her. but I was there but here's the thing <laughs> Before childcare, I would have had a thought, oh, well, then I should write her, like, a really sweet birthday card. Oh, i got to go do something. (laughs) And then, oh, my kid pooped. Uh And where am I even going to go find that? (laughs) Like, I can't let What, am I going to leave the house to go find a card? an hour round trip. Oh, well, I'll just text her something kind of sweet after I forgot when I see that she posts on Instagram about the birthday party. (laughs) Um, Because I'm in town with no kids, I went and picked out a card. I sat down and wrote for 20 minutes. And thought about her. You know what I mean? Like, thought about her and thought about the words I wanted to write. And then after I picked them up from childcare, I swung by her house on the day of the party and I dropped off the gift with the card. And she's like, that meant a lot to me. And she Instagrammed it. Whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it just, it's like craftsmanship. It's like friendship craftsmanship. It's like thinking thinking through the time to actually craft the thing you thought about because you have the mental capacity to do so. Um, Craftsmanship seems like a big word this year. I just feel like getting yourself... (laughs) Your house and your yes, body and your your body and mind. With businesses, with business stuff, like I always wanted to prepare my clients for mini sessions with the big old how-to. But chances are, I would stop in the middle of that email, go change a diaper, and by the time I got back, someone would say, "So what time is it? When are what are we should showing I up wear? Yeah. No, I had such good intentions this time. It's like before you could even thought, I had all the instructions there with all the tips, with all the shooting tips, which I might turn into e course at some point, but we'll find out. Um, I've been prepping people before sessions. I've been following up after sessions what? to make sure they could use their gallery correctly. So clarity of thought is very important if you're actually going to run a business. You're not required to run a business. But if you're going to run a business, run the business. Right? <laughs> right? Okay. My marriage. I could cry. I, uh-huh. this is all, the rest of this is all about my marriage. I had created a world where if I ever wanted to go do anything for myself ever, I was basically in someone else's debt. Yeah. Because the only people who were watching my kids were people I knew personally, namely Jared. It, none of this came from Jared. Jared didn't say I had to stay home. Jared right. didn't say I had to go back to work. Jared didn't say I had to homeschool. Jared didn't say, I mean, none of this. This was all the pressure. Jared said, Katie, what do you need? And you're like, <laughs> I don't know. But I understand if he's already working 11 hours a day, when he gets home, he doesn't, I mean, in his brain, he's going to, we're going to have nice family time now. It's not just like, peace out. I got to go be by myself yeah. now. We were, you know, I was creating a world where it's like, okay, well, then now it's, Your turn because I need to go or I'm going to lose my mind. But, like, truly, if Jared goes away for the day, he does not call me in the middle of the day to find out if he can go get his hair cut. Yeah. He does not call me to see if it's cool if he has lunch with a friend instead of staying at his place of business to eat lunch. <laughs> like, that would be ridiculous. But if I wanted to go get a haircut, I had to figure it out with Jared. And it makes it feel like you're doing all these really self-indulgent yes! things. Yes! <laughs> if I wanted to go have lunch with a friend, I would have to call Jared. If I wanted any form of independence, if I wanted to swing by Target without a kid, I was in someone's debt because the only We're people shopping, anything. doing stuff. Yeah. Yes, and then it's, I'm so sorry, I'll be really fast. And then the Is whole time cool you're like, also... oh, are they texting me? Yes! Is she awake? Is yeah. it cool if I also go by Old Navy real quick? No it's not okay I'll, I'll rush straight home because I heard a kid crying in the background and a lot of this is self-imposed in, in yeah. but it's also a lot of patterns I set for Jared for sure. which is I'm available 100% of the time <laughs> and um this is on me yes you're babysitting them right. for me exactly thank you um and then here's something that has nothing to do with Jared other than the fact that I do know he likes things tidy because right. whether or not he flies off the handle he's like oh this place is a mess and I'm like oh I failed um when I'm in my home which was always yeah <laughs> for eight years I have a running dialogue of what Jared thinks in my mind mm-hmm. because I'm in me and Jared's home. Uh-huh. And I'm a really good roommate. I'm considerate mm-hmm. to a fault. So I would have hypothetical fights that he was not a part of <laughs> okay, during the day. And when, when I'm not in my home... He's not really in my brain because the, why would he be? Like, right? Right, right. So, like, if he got home, I'm like, oh man, we've been fighting all day. <laughs>
1: he's I like, I'm so I... sorry you are so upset about this situation that I didn't take care of. And he's like, what? Even though
0: I did take care of it, but right. I, I played it out in my head of what would happen if I didn't take care of it. Oh my gosh, what is wrong with me? Someone diagnosed me. But if you can relate to this holler, because I don't think I'm alone. Um, if he's if he if I'm not in our collective home, he's not in my brain. To the fact where like if he calls me in the middle of the day, I'm like now. After childcare, I'm like, hey, I, I know you. I like you. Or we get home at the end of the night, and I'm excited to see him because we weren't hypothetically fighting about objects in the house all day that I eventually got to, but whatever. Um, also, something that Jared really values, he is a morning person. And so, like, he couldn't fathom why I would be, like, in bed with the kids in the morning. We'd all be, like, snuggling. Like, in his bed, he's like, this is You're oh, sleeping in? This is weird. No. I don't like this. And he's, like, up and at him. And so now I have to be up and at him, which I always knew would be a healthy thing for me, but never did on my own. And I can tell that that puts a little pep in his step. So we're, we're like we're doing so like, morning together, up, families yes. together. And we like it took us a couple of weeks to kind of like figure out a routine. But like I'm really good at getting the lunches ready, and I'm really detailed about what homework needs to be signed. And he is not as good at that. So he cooks dinner or breakfast now. Yeah. So Jerry goes straight and makes eggs and cereal for everybody. And I'm getting all the details things. And we're whistling while we work. <laughs> it's like a great morning. It's fantastic. Um, team, team, team is what I wrote on my notes. Um, <laughs> Another one. Default parent. I used to think I am default no matter what. Like kid is sick. Who's going to do it? Me. Obviously. It's not even a thought. Like if there's an appointment, it's me. Like not a thought. There have been a couple times. I still kind of feel that way. I'll, I'll admit it. Um, there's been a couple times where I've had like a photo shoot that would be very difficult to reschedule. And I, and I was like nervous, like in my mind, I was like, I probably have to cancel that. And then I like say it all out to and He's like, what? I'm no, that's cool. I don't know if you know this, but I'm salaried. Right. Exactly. I will figure it out. You don't get the money. How much are you making that shoot? Obviously. (laughs) So I don't know. Like that's been like a weird reprogram in my brain of like, oh, it's not just on me. This feels really team. There's just a lot of team stuff. Mm -hmm. That changes when you're both working and both parenting. I don't know. It's, you know, it's just different. And um, another one is I'm an extrovert and I was home (laughs) all day. Who knew? And he's an introvert and he was gone all day. And so we just always, that energy thing, he would come home and my default would be like, man, I just really want to get out of the house. He just got home. He wants to be in the house. So now it's just amazing like Saturdays feel very different because his dream Saturday was always like man I would love to get caught up on house stuff and just be home and I was always like what this is do? my what first chance do? to go do something in the world and now I'm feeling that like oh it's nice to be home we're on the same page like we're both feeling like oh it's we both want to be in the same place at the same time we both
1: want to be in the same place at we the same time we're married and we this love is each amazing. other
0: amazing and for 8 years it was this tension that we couldn't even quite defined and now it seems so obvious and so one question i do have is yes. i have always only been in that boiling water while pregnant and i've always associated pregnancy with those feelings <laughs> and so there's this big like hypothetical of like what would it have been like to have been pregnant are you going to try again no okay oh that's good. Right. That sounded like where I was going, uh-huh, didn't it? Uh-huh. I'll never I've know. I've always <laughs> wondered what it would be like. I'll never know, but did I associate pregnancies are hard for me? Was it pregnancy? I mean, pregnancies were hard for me, yes. But would they have been easier if I had been out of the house during <laughs> Was life then. just hard for you? Was life just hard for me in pregnancy added and compounded? Like, would have pregnancy gone faster if I had ever left my house ever during pregnancy <laughs> instead of just sitting at home thinking about how pregnant right. I was? pregnant. Yes. Um, so I don't know. I it don't is much
1: know. more distracting to be out of the house and doing stuff. I feel like when I get the most complaining about pregnancy is when I'm just like sitting. like Yes, meh. which is all
0: I did for eight years was <laughs> <Let's> sit. <laughs> Sounds great. Um, in water. Um, okay. So anyway, the routine, I was deciding between do I want two times a week? Do I want three times a week? Do I want just one full day where I'm insane and I like have 10 hours and I just go, 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 go. Um, for me already, I'm noticing I really like the part-time five days a week because for me, the momentum is exactly the same every single day.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: for me... Um, there are random opportunities that might pop on, but on a Monday or a Friday or a Tuesday, it's different every time. I've gotten to say yes to three different commercials this year because I had the flexibility to say yes Less on minute. any day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, which that is the type of project that gives me the most life, which is feeds into the what you of hell. need to be a good mom. Nice. No, yeah, exactly. Um, photo shoots are a little bit easier because I can pick. A certain day. Oh, also, turning off work at the end of the night is easier because I know I can pick it up the next morning Mm -hmm. for a few hours versus saying, oh, I better finish this tonight. This is the only time I have to do it because Jared's home. Yes. Yes. And and I won't get to touch it again until Thursday, possibly. So I better do everything tonight, and then it all bleeds together, and it's confusing. So anyway, it's been really good. I'm so proud of you. you. Um, One thing that I'm working on is the theoretical clocking out. Okay. I'm trying to figure out how to do it during childcare hours and then clock out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say that I feel like it is highly unlikely to be fully present and fully grateful for the 16 waking hours a day anyway. Oh, yeah. So... I don't, whatever falsehood I thought was, I'm going to be with my kids for 16 hours every single day. It's going to be magic. And I'm going to be present for 16 hours every single day. And I'm going to be grateful for 16 hours every day. More (laughs) likely, start with one hour a day. Start with that. Start with one full hour of trying to be present and grateful while you're in the same room with your kids, whether you're a working mom or a stay-at-home mom. And then, you know, maybe add a little more or say that wasn't a great day or whatever. The point is, it's not necessarily how many hours you're in the same room as the kids.
1: But mm-hmm. for however
0: many hours you're in the same room as the kids, It'd be, pretty be in the room nice with the kids. <laughs> that's so good. Yeah? Who would have thought? And uh, whichever room you're in, be in that room. Mm-hmm. If you're in the working room, work the heck out of that room. If you're in the kid room, yeah, just do that. Um, so that's what I'm working on now. I had a thought. Uh, if you do think this, you would benefit from this, um, if you do feel like you have this calling to be in the same room as your kid through the whole... 24 through, hours. Yeah, through, through their whole childhood work in a childcare facility. I wish I would have done that. Honestly, you have to show up at a certain time. You get to be in the same building as your kids and you have structure built into your day because chances are, if you just say, well, then for every Tuesday, we're going to go to story time and that'll be my structure. No one's making you do that. My uh, daughter's preschool teacher. Has her five-year-old in the same preschool. Mine as well. Yeah. I should have done that.
1: And then you're like, be oh.
0: Be in the gym childcare. My sister-in-law is a Zumba instructor. And so when she goes and teaches Zumba, her kids go in the little childcare during Zumba and then they leave together. And it's just like one hour and then like changed her whole world. Which sister-in-law? The one in the, the Canadian. The, <gasps> She's the Zumba best. Zumba instructor? She is the best. Canadians. Carly, you're the best. Okay. I've taken her Zumba classes. She's literally the best. <laughs> which oh I wish goodness. she looked local. If you're in Atlanta, Zumba with Carly on Facebook. Um So, but if you have somewhere that you have to be at a certain time, and you're not the one enforcing being Mm -hmm. there, it's very, very healthy for me, if you're like me, Um, or even a couple days a week, if you pay for it, or you get paid for it, and you have to register for it, you'll probably do it. Yep. If it's up to you. Agreed. You won't. Okay, so this
1: segment is going to be Katie Reads, a journal entry that she wrote in Iceland. Um, I have not read it, and she's going to be really vulnerable
0: when you travel internationally and you're on a really long flight, I don't know if it's just me, but sometimes I start thinking about my kids. It's and my far life. way to go. And I'd been without them for, you know, a week and I missed them terribly. I love I love my kids. Kids, if you're listening to this in the future, I love you so much. <laughs> it's just crazy how much I love you. And I do like I I go from wanting to be with you hundred percent of the time to also realizing how much I thrive to do the things that make me tick. And it is hard. It's not just like, and now I'm solved. Now I don't yeah. struggle with that at all. So in Iceland, I was feeling like, you know, desperate to see them again. And uh, I journaled a little bit on the plane, or actually shortly afterwards the next day. So here's straight from Katie's heart to yours. Oh, okay, okay. Um, it's going to get a little flowery. I'm a little poetry. But uh, I just felt like I should read it here, okay? Get ready. I'm ready. Driving past a waterfall and seeing it through a car window... different than hiking up 80 flights of wet rock stairs walking behind the waterfall touching its ancient walls being sprayed in the face chilled to the bone it's better you also can't stay in the waterfall forever it's much too intense for that sometimes you need to look from the climate controlled car both views have their benefits and both views are necessary after seven days in iceland i sat miles in the air watching the entire life of sadie according to my iphone videos and i wept Jesus, they are better than any waterfall, geyser, or glacier. Maybe this time I'll come back and I'll be able to never lose that perspective. I'll get it. I'll cling to it. I'd rather be making their meals and changing their diapers than be quite literally anywhere else in the world. Wow, that's actually true right now. Why did I put them in school? What am I doing? I'm supposed to homeschool. Of course I am. It's so obvious now. This child care thing was a great experiment. But now I see I'm never supposed to be away from them. (laughs) Ever. <laughs> this is the greatest show and it's not going to last forever I only get the first row for so long Callie's eight ten more years of a guaranteed view reunited we hugged tightly and I smelled their hair and I traced their faces I'll never forget I'll never lose that perspective I won't I promise thank you God thank you thank you thank you thank you It took two hours. (laughs) Jet-lagged discipline about being kind to your sister. Meticulously folded clean laundry strung across the floor. And not that spoon, the other spoon. No, the blue one. Dang it. I'm frustrated. I wasn't going to be frustrated ever again, let alone two hours in. And then I get it. Perspective is not sustainable, at least not all the time. And maybe that's okay. Maybe when you're inside the waterfall, even though it's amazing and intense and it's better than the car, two hours later you realize, okay, but my socks are really freaking wet. (laughs) Maybe it's by design. Maybe the moments in the waterfall and the moments in the car where the floorboard heater is blasting your toes. Maybe you have to have both to see both. Maybe childcare is going to be fine. Oh my goodness. (laughs) You should be a writer. I love them so much. You are. But it's so so hard. That's so good. That's so hard. That's so good, though. I love them so much. And it's a lot. And there's four. And I'm grateful. And it's hard. It's hard and good. And good and hard. And good and hard. I think that's so well
1: written. And that both both views are needed. But not just one all the time is Mm -hmm. the best.
0: But I will also tell you, just because it is working for me and it's thriving, I I still have moments where I'm like, am I sure that this is the right thing? Because I get that I only get a designated number of years with my kids living in my house. So I'm willing to keep evaluating it and Mm -hmm. keep changing if my situation changes or whatever. But for right now, everyone is thriving. We're going to keep the status quo. The end. Sorry that was so long.
1: the most unheartfelt ending to the most <laughs> heartfelt episode ever.
0: Well, I was like, this feels like it needs to be a whole episode because this was kind of like what I've been asking about the entire podcast. <laughs> what should I do? <laughs> yes, literally. Next episode, we have Kelsey Baldwin, our friend and self-published author. She's going to talk about writing a book, how to do it, how to self-publish it, and tons of self-discipline and productivity tips. She's so inspiring. So inspiring. Shaylee and Katie, the podcast was recorded in Springfield, Missouri. Thank you so much for listening. We'd love to hear from you on Instagram, Facebook, and our favorite spot of all, an iTunes review. Also, feel free to email us at shayleeandkatie at gmail.com. We love hearing from you guys. Seriously. We love you.